if some of you are wondering how I got rerouted to the, uh, you're going to hear a lot of that term. You might as well just enjoy it, right, Chris? Um, to the top of the batting order this year. Uh, usually I'm down in the middle of the batting order where I can't do too much damage. Uh, but, and, and Matt Davenport's usually up here giving a dynamic message and starting the weekend off. But see what happened is we have a planning meeting every year and we set a theme and speakers and all that. And men of a certain age have to exit the meeting a certain number of times. <laughs> And at one of those times, I came back and was told that I was going to lead off. <laughs> I was rerouted. So it's good to be among friends. I really appreciate uh, you all. I'm glad for the guys that are here for the first time and uh, those of you that have been sharing this fellowship and love and care and covenant for so many years. Uh, let me just say right off the bat, rerouting is a fact of life, natural life or spiritual life, but especially spiritual life. Uh, there's no other way to follow Jesus than to be led and rerouted by the Spirit. Jesus set the standard at the very beginning. In John 3, 8, when he was speaking to Nicodemus, he said, the wind blows where it will. You don't know where it comes from or where it's going to so is everyone born of the Spirit. Paul picked up the theme in Romans 8.14 when he said, those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Um, Proverbs 16.9, the mind of man plans his ways, but the Lord reroutes his steps. <laughs> I didn't get to hear everything that Thad shared but at the, uh, prophetically here during the worship, but uh, it was something about not sitting but acting. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. And um, we do have to be going somewhere to be rerouted. I remember Bob Mumford years ago saying, it's hard to steer a parked car. Think about that. Yeah. Okay, you did. Um, we have to be going somewhere. We have to be willing to be rerouted. It's more than relocating, however. Um, <laughs> yeah, David, um, talking to you. <laughs> David's just moved to Charlotte, North Carolina area. It's being a follower on both an internal and an external journey at the same time. We say that again. Rerouting is more than relocating. It is being a follower, committing to becoming a follower for a lifetime on an internal and an external journey. Those who are led by the Spirit of God, the sons of God, everyone born of the Spirit is like that wherever the Spirit leads them. That's where they are willing to go. It is to walk by faith and not by sight. Paul shares in 2 Corinthians 5, 7. 
You know, I have my pick of all the biblical characters here being at first tonight, but I deferred. I don't want to take all of those illustrations away from my brethren that are going to follow me. But you can read Hebrews 11 on your own. <laughs> um, rerouted men and women, rerouted by God in many ways over many days and times in their life and their walk by faith. I want to focus tonight just briefly on one of my heroes, the Apostle Paul. I know yours as well. You know the story in Acts 9, uh, the Damascus Road when Paul was confronted by the Lord and he was rerouted. That was the beginning of the internal rerouting because he went on to Damascus, right? He's then rerouted from Damascus to Jerusalem and back home to Tarsus for it's estimated 10 to 14 years. So his external journey begins and then comes to a quick halt. Think about the obedience that he had to learn by being sent back to Tarsus by the apostles for his good. And they were going to kill him just as they were in Damascus. And Barnabas, his friend who took him around to the apostles and uh, during his time in Jerusalem, uh, was part of that council that recommended him going back to Tarsus. Reminds me of Jesus. Spent 30 years in Nazareth. Small little mountain village. Maybe 300 people. Uh, maybe more, maybe less. 30 years uh, waiting for the time to be full. We'll have a good conversation with Paul one day. What was it like, Paul, in Tarsus? I'm sure he was active but he'd been given a vision and a commission that was stand before kings and emperors and then start. Was he willing to let God reroute him? He was. Then in Acts 10, we have a little interlude with Peter where he's rerouted from where he was to Cornelius' house. Led the first... Gentile converts into the kingdom. You know that story and you know how difficult it was for him <laughs> to be rerouted. How the Lord had to speak to him three times in very, very clear and strong language to get him out of his worldview as to how this thing was supposed to happen. Then in Acts 11, Barnabas is rerouted to Antioch first place where the Gentiles and the Greek-speaking Jews were coming to the Lord in numbers. And what's he do as soon as he gets there? He goes and gets Paul. Just imagine the conversation with Paul and Barnabas comes. He might have said, I've been waiting. <laughs> what took you so long? I don't know. 
Barnabas, son of encouragement, knew he needed Paul. And it was time. We have to believe that God rerouted Barnabas to reroute Paul back into what he was called to do. Sometimes being led of the Spirit means that we can receive what another who is led of the Spirit is saying to us. Uh, Maybe Paul was, the Lord had spoken to him, he was ready. We don't know. Then Acts 13, Barnabas and Paul are rerouted by the Holy Spirit in what's called the first missionary journey. You talk about a rerouting. Uh, That's one of the big ones. And then in 16, Acts 16, Paul and Silas and Timothy, I love this story, are forbidden by the Holy Spirit, forbidden by the Holy Spirit from speaking the word in Asia. That means east, going east. Then they were not permitted by the Spirit of Jesus from going into Bithynia, again, heading east. How did they know that? It doesn't say. Uh, But they must have been attuned some way. The mind of man plans his way, but it's the Lord that directs his steps. Uh, They were committed to it, to him. And it changed the course of history. The first convert in Europe was Lydia, very soon thereafter. But what happened as soon as they were forbidden? Then the Macedonian vision came to them. A man saying, come help us. And I think Paul said, now I know. Now I know what all this is about. Is Vatko here yet? Yeah. Vatko! There's there's one happy Macedonian that Paul and Barnabas were led by the Spirit and could see the vision, right? I came two minutes ago. You're here just in time. God rerouted them and Europe was opened up to the gospel. And most of us trace our heritage there. Think of that. Now, could God have used somebody else? Yeah, he used somebody else, but he chose Paul. And he counted on Paul to let him reroute him the way he saw fit, including Tarsus for 10 years. And then Antioch, and then... This was the second missionary journey when they uh, were redirected to Europe. It wasn't the first one. They were naturally heading this direction, forbidden by the Spirit of Jesus. The ways of God are not our ways, are they? Now, I'm not talking about W-A-Z-E. I had to get that in. 
<laughs> Sorry, guys, whoever was going to use that. Um, let me just share a little of my story um, because it's, it's the only story I've got. <laughs> 2000, or 1972, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, I was in a cabin in the Cascades as far away from home as I could get in the continental U.S., um, the Hound of Heaven ran me down uh, in that cabin reading the Sermon on the Mount. Lord saying, uh, can't serve two masters. Matthew 6.24. The very next thing he said was, you're going home. Now, until that moment, you couldn't have drugged me back to Ohio. It wouldn't happen. I was getting as far away as I could. What happened? Except that the Holy Spirit did something in my heart. You all can relate to this. You know, I'm not saying anything you don't know, but it's what turned my life around in the direction of my life um, to bring me here today. I was rerouted to where I didn't want to go up to that moment, but couldn't be prevented from going after that moment. Fast forward 30 years to 2002, and I've been pastoring the church in Lancaster for 25 years at that point. And the Lord woke me up one morning and said, you're to be involved in Europe. That was all he said. And uh, he's not real wordy with me. Uh, I don't know about you. And so the next thing I know, of course, I'm taking counsel with Paul and others that have been walking with. Uh, next thing I know, I'm not in Europe proper. I'm in Oslo, Norway. And then in Israel and the Middle East, part of a program that uh, was building relationships among Palestinians, Israelis, and Jordanians. It's not an evangelistic program, per se, except that it's about loving your neighbor as yourself. Jesus counted that as something, right? So, just recently, just in June, Paul and I were on a lengthy trip to Europe and the Middle East. And uh, so we met with one of the participants, the Palestinian in the program in Oslo, and then with one of the Israeli participants in Jerusalem. We were there for the second annual International Jerusalem Prayer Breakfast. And we spent time with her. Uh, she was leading a uh, workshop. It turns out that she is the director of the Department of International Relations in Israel, in Jerusalem. All aid to Palestinians goes through her office. And 
And the reason that she got the job was because we introduced her to Palestinians in 2003. That was the thing on her resume that got her the job. And we did so just to build friendship among them with the hope that in the future they would be in positions where they could benefit one another, where they could love their neighbor as themselves. Our Palestinian friend, part of the program, one of his goals is to create a better civil society in Palestine. And they are dependent upon international aid to do that. So my point is this. You never know who is counting on you to be rerouted their direction. You can't tell the time what it's going to produce. That's in his plan. And yes, I have been involved in Europe much in the last 15 years, but I wanted to just share that as an illustration that when God says something to us, the results aren't necessarily obvious at the time. Not even the direction. Uh, but they will in the end if he's speaking it. Whether he's forbidding or permitting. Paul says there, they concluded that this was God. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just a little bit to fill out the picture. If Paul, and I'm not going to steal his thunder and share a little later, but if Paul hadn't been rerouted from church planting to the prayer breakfast movement in Europe, he wouldn't have met the Norwegian uh, hydrologist in Albania at a meeting through which the whole Middle East program was birthed and then shared with those walking with him. And so this rerouting thing affects all of us, right? If we're connected to one another as brothers in real bonds of covenant love and care for a lifetime, then uh, we're all in it together in a very real way. And we're, we need to trust God that he's leading us and we need to invest in what he's leading us to do. We need to take counsel, of course. I immediately took counsel with Paul and Joseph Holbrook and Michael Cook and others that we were walking with at the time. Was this God? Um, the fruit is in what is produced. So I want to encourage you, if you feel like you're stuck anywhere, if you feel like you're Paul in uh, Tarsus, you know, and people have forgotten about you, God hasn't forgotten about you, you know. Uh, I had this burning 
you know, for the nations for years and years and years. But until he spoke that, there was just no door to be opened. Paul had launched forth years and years before. And let me just give one other illustration. In that time period when Paul went to Europe the first time in 1986, I was wondering if I was to go to China. We'd been hosting international students and developed some relationships and thought, well, maybe that's where God's leading us. And again, took counsel with Paul, who wisely said, no, that's, I don't think that's where you're to be now. Um, who knows where, what might have happened if I would have just gone off on my own. So that's how much we need each other to take counsel with and, and be led by the Spirit together. So I want to encourage you to continue to sow into relationships because uh, you never know who might have the word of God for you uh, that you need as he's rerouting your life. So that's my story and I'm sticking with it. I think I at least got to first base. Oh yeah. So John, uh, you're next up in the batting order. And uh, you can hit it out of the park if you want. <laughs> Just get me home sooner or later.